Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast, where we help you go from making your work your life to making your life work. We share true stories, interviews, and experiences that will help you, the hero, in your quest for passion and purpose. Higher purpose, higher productivity. This is the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. What is up, purveyors? of purpose. I have with me uh, a really cool guy that I met through a mutual friend who I met through a mutual friend. And it's just like this cool chain of events. I love the way that the internet works. I don't need to use it to date, but man, I really sure do meet some great business associates and, and just uh, cool people around the world. This man is purpose driven. And I'm gonna I, I do want you to find him on LinkedIn. I'll leave some information in course in the show notes but welcome to the show Brett I almost said Brett in and Brett Gilbert <laughs> thank you Donnie great to be with you today Brett before we jump into it man I want to know what sets you on fire I don't want to know what you do man I want to know what sets you on fire right now what are you in love with I'm in love with growth I'm in love with challenging myself and getting myself out of my comfort zone. It started as a painful journey and now it's almost an addiction. So anything that makes me feel uncomfortable, I gravitate toward it. And that really tr truly does set me on fire these days. I love it. I love it. Okay. So um, we know in, uh, in my world, the people I work with, um, you know, leaders are leaders or leaders are leaders, uh, learners are earners. Um, you know, a lot of people will say, what are some of your favorite addictions in terms of satisfying this, uh, this growth and, uh, this personal challenge stuff? Well, I'll tell you, one of them was getting outside of what I would consider a, a very private life, you know, just feeling like I wanted to always protect my, my inner core. And I would say social media and, and you know, the real push that I've made to, expose myself, share of myself, uh, show my vulnerabilities. That to me has been probably the biggest addiction because the more that I share and the more that I feel like I genuinely turn my inside out to be seen, the more it seems to have a great effect on other people and truly allows me to grow because I feel like I am growing into myself the more that I allow myself to share with others. And so honestly, Donnie, that's probably been the biggest addiction over the last say six or eight months. Mm -hmm. Okay, so um, this is interesting, right? Because it's always like the, it's, it's the, the, usually it's the older generations that will tell us how, like what's out now is ruining us. Like, oh, social media, <laughs> it's ruined. Get off my front yard. Facebook and Instagram are bad. It's, you know, like, and so, but what you're actually sharing is that it's neither good nor bad. You're telling me that this has been a tool for you to take what's on the inside and put it out there. And people are, are, are responding, it's changing lives. It is. It is. And, and it's funny because I did a lecture on social media just very recently and the older set that was there had a very vehement reaction to it. And I've wanted to say, you know, look, listen, you should go toward it because this reaction you're having is telling me that you're afraid of it and you should go toward it. But look, there's a lot. Look, is it good that we all stare at our phones all day? Probably not. Is it amazing? how much sharing is going on in the world, how much learning is going on, how you can yourself put yourself out there in a totally unique and different way. I think that in and of itself is amazing. And I try to use it for 
the good purposes. I don't, you know, look at news and what's happening that way. I look at what people are saying they're doing to grow, how they feel that their lives are transforming mm -hmm. by doing certain things. And I find a lot of inspiration on there, a lot. And I try to give that back. And I think it's incredible how, although we're disconnected eye to eye, face to face, we're connected on such a broad scale globally in such an intimate way with this personalized phone. You know, and I, I think, I think, Dr. Brett, if I can call you Dr. Ah, Brett. sure, you're letting it out. <laughs> I think, Dr. Brett, that um, it's easy for us to, to involve ourselves in groupthink, right? And to go with a common narrative, which says, this bad, this good, right? And so it, it almost, and it feels like, honestly, if you look at the, the powers that try to manipulate those things, they, they, they really try to keep things binary. But for us to really push into what I say is, is the place of purpose, we've got to be able to remove other people's narrative from what we're looking at and examine it for its true purpose. Mm -hmm. If it aligns with what's here and you're using it in a, in a way that, that I'll just, we'll just say pure at heart, if you're using it for, for a solid reason, right, it, you can apply that to almost anything, but it's, it's, it's avoiding just like the, the, the mythology created by other people Really, we have to pull that layer back. I, I love how you've, uh, I love how you've done that. All right, so Dr. Brett, Doctor, you are a doctor. <laughs> Tell us what you're a doctor of, because I think for a lot of us, you might be the last person that we want to see, and, and probably the the person that we would give the most thanks to. But um, just as a general sense, professionally, uh, who are you serving, and how are you doing it on a day in and day out basis? So, so I'm a board certified endodontist and endodontics is the, the specialty of root canal treatment. So I'm a root canal specialist, which means that if you have dental pain, I'm the, actually the very, very first person you want to see. But if you think about it, you don't have pain, you probably don't want to see yeah, me or any other dentist. And uh, we understand that because dentists are patients too. So we have to sit in the chair as well. But um, I've had an <clears throat> incredible, so far 16 year career um, performing root canal treatment on patients at the highest possible level, um, being board certified. I own my own private practice. I also spend a lot of my time educating around the world, uh, both in the format of live lectures. And, and Donnie, back to your point, I think it's, it's clear for, for you know, a decade, I could have a room full of people and maybe a, a really large room you know, with a couple thousand people and spread a message. And it's a beautiful thing. But when I do it on social media, not only are the people that are listening right then able to see it, but it becomes part of in perpetuity. It's there. The message is out there for anyone to hear. But so I do a lot of educating around the world. Um, also do quite a bit of volunteer work, which is something very near and dear to me. Uh, but root canal treatment, root canals, the two words you put together that conjure up so much fear and anxiety happen to be my whole life. So that's me. <laughs> I love it. And by the way, I think there's, it, there is always immense value to the person who's able to run into the space of fear and anxiety yeah. and, uh, and, and bring peace from chaos. I, I love that. Well, you, you said something a moment ago, and I, I really want to get into, um, into the work that's, that's important to you. But um, I, I just, I'm, I'm intrigued by the idea of, I like how you said it, we have to sit in the chair too, yeah. right? You're not obviously going to, if you, if you needed a root canal, you're not going to do it on yourself. No. <laughs> that's where a lot of us are. And even going back to that space of personal enrichment, 
a lot of us are self-diagnosers. We, we're, we're WebMDing ourselves all over the place. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Talk to us about being a pro that lets another pro uh, work on you and, and, and what the duality of that is. Yeah, it's, it's something where, you know, I think we all personally have to overcome a lot of our anxieties and preconceived notions and judgments about what something might or might not be like, whether someone is good or bad. And I think judging situations is probably a bad practice, you know, just probably need to take it for what it is and see what happens. But I recognize as a patient, and unfortunately, I've had to be in the chair quite a bit, just how, it, how it's worked out for me. So I've been a patient um, now my father was my first dentist, so that created probably a, a nice aura around being a dental patient. Uh, but yeah, I have to sit there and you almost feel a little more pressure. Like you can't be the dentist that's in another dentist chair and complain something's not right. <laughs> so I've actually endured quite a bit of pain and just sucked it up because I didn't want my buddy to think that I was, you know, complaining or whatever. But, um, I think one thing that comes down to, you know, being a patient for any doctor is trust. You know, and, and I know even myself, if I try to send my friend or my wife to another dentist, I don't genuinely exactly know how great they are unless I work with them every day. And I do have the pleasure of working with excellent dentists. And so I can recognize one. But my, my advice, if that's where you were headed, would be, I think every patient has to trust their intuition. And if your intuition is telling you, I'm comfortable, I feel that this person is capable, I feel that I'm in the right place, then that's a good place for you. At the same time, if you feel unease and you feel anxious and you're just not 100% sure on this person, there are a lot of dentists out there and probably it makes sense to find one where the chemistry is better. And so that would be the thing that I would say for me, you know, mine is a little more political because, you know, you, you, you sort of want to honor your referring dentists that send you patients by seeing them, but you also want to be honoring yourself as a person and a patient that you're in a comfortable spot. So dentists in the dental chair is a little bit of a sticky situation, uh, but I have to say overall, my, my own personal dental experiences have all been very positive. Love it. Well, I mean, in the, and I think, I think the, the reality is um, that I look at Dr. Brett is that we all need others to get to where we're going. That even if you are the best, you probably don't want to perform your own root canal. I'm <laughs> It's very true. That is true. So yes, I would not ever attempt that. And I'm sure many have, if I'm being honest, um, I'm sure it didn't end well. Hey, thanks for being someone who is on this journey of purpose with me. And I am with you, my friend, and I've got something for you. Have you ever been moving towards purpose? And sometimes it just looks like a big mess. Sure you have. We all have. And the reality is, is we're usually not going to get to a destination unless we have a roadmap. And that's exactly what I've created. If you will go to PurposeDrivenExecutive.com, you can get it for free. And this is the culmination of all of my studies, all of my coaching, all of even my own personal living. And I've created a very visual, very easy way for you to map out your purpose. This is for you. This is for people you're leading. This is for your family. Go on over right now, purposedrivenexecutive.com and get your free map of purpose. <laughs> take, take me to this work because like you, you actually utilize, um, I, I want to see, I want to feel a little bit of a sense of how your, your local practice 
um, allows you to serve your purpose because you're serving people who without your help, they're living in pain, misery, and there's probably some confidence issues, incompetence issues that are all tied into, you know, uh, one thing, I think it was Sigmund Freud that said, it's, it's hard to be in love when you have a toothache. Ah. Uh, <laughs> but you're, you were serving, you were serving people in such a massive way in your practice. Uh, I want to hear a little bit about how your purpose in, in serving locally connects with, with who you are just as a human. And then I want you to take me like some of those other layers. I know that we do this nationally and internationally and there's some, there's some things that you're doing that it's not for you. It's, it's definitely with others in mind. So, so talk to us a little bit about that. Yeah. So starting at home, you know, it's, it's an incredible profession to be in a situation where all day, every day I have this incredible responsibility, but also privilege to truly help people to be able to perform a procedure that will number one, remove pain if they have it. Well, number two, take away disease, but number three, allow the patient to save their natural tooth. Without this procedure, the only other option is removal or extraction would be the correct term. So there, there it is right there. You know, my wife and I always talk about, you know, there's no softer pillow than a clear conscience. Mm. And so each and every day I get to go into work. I get to do my best, try my best. Now, is it perfection every minute of the day? No, because I'm human and any other uh, doctor that's performed these types of procedures or any procedure is, is human. But I do my very best to practice on such an excellent level that no matter how the day goes, whether it's stress or smooth or busy or not busy that I get to go home knowing that I did my best and I feel fulfilled by that and so that's my private practice now of course those services are for pay and that's how I make my living and that's how I support my family and I'm very grateful for that but when you take a look at the rest of the world you take a look at even within Chicago here in my hometown and you look at the disparity in care and access to care for so many people so here's another person has the exact same clinical situation, the exact same symptoms, yet they have no money. They have no hope for getting any money. And now they're in a situation where they need the same care. Well, that really, that strikes me in a very visceral and emotional way. And I would say that probably the biggest change in my life over the past year was sort of stepping out of always talking myself out of making a move or you know, doing something that maybe was uncomfortable or hadn't been done before. And so I said to myself, you know what, we have a, the Chicago Dental Society has a foundation clinic here in Chicago. It's a free clinic for people that I believe are 300 times below the poverty line, people that literally have nothing. And they were not offering my service at all because they never had a specialist volunteer there. Now, my specialty carries quite a bit of technology, Donnie, like for, for a specialist like myself to sit at a chair and do what we do, we need a lot of equipment. And so this is always a big barrier. So I honestly, I just, I said to my wife one day, I said, I just have this epiphany that I want to set up a, a room at this clinic with all the equipment that we need. And I want to set it up in an organized way so that any endodontist could flow in and out of there and come in and serve. Because every doctor, I mean, we do this because we care about people and we wanna help people. And we would love to help more people in this way and in a way of like essentially giving free services. But again, the logistics are really sticky. And to me, it was always a big barrier. So I sort of pushed through the barrier. I donated some equipment, uh, some commercial partners really took place and, and came in with some really great equipment. And now uh, next Wednesday, I'll be there for my third session of treating patients in this clinic for free, out of love, 
It's mm. been a beautiful experience. And most importantly, my, my goal was to enroll other endodontists from Chicago to also do it. <clears throat> I already have a member, I already have six other doctors all lined up to serve. And I really also thinking more nationally, I really hope to use this model of one specialist sort of stepping up, doing some of the grunt work to get it set up, and hopefully having this sort of model be something that other doctors in other cities in the U.S. could use. So my national dream, Donnie, is to have this be a model for others to follow, to be able to just create more opportunities, number one, to help these people that need us mm -hmm. so badly, mm -hmm. but also to create and facilitate opportunities to serve for doctors that would be held back by the logistics of it. And so that's sort of my national plan. And then I have more plans, Donnie, to help people because this is truly, I mean, if let's say I woke up tomorrow morning. People of Purpose, I have something for you. Go to my website right now, donnytuttle.com, and click on the registration, and I will send you a free mini masterclass on purpose. Listen, we talk about who are you being as a human being, taking an account for what you want to be in the future and breaking that up into smaller steps with vision boards. We tackle self-talk and what I would call your I am statements. Listen, it is a great, powerful way to get yourself rocking and rolling. Go register right now at D-O-N-N-I-E-T-U-T-T-L-E.com. Uh, all right, so here we are back after a little bit of technical difficulties. And, uh, and Dr. Brett, you were going into, I, I love the idea of actually uh, bringing opportunities to those who would serve, but like the reality is logistics mm. are in their way. And a lot of people would do things if they were just given a clear path to run through, if it was easy for them. And, and you're actually taking the model that you're doing now, and the hope is, is to, to expand that. Talk, talk a little bit about that. This is really exciting. Yeah, so, so that's really, I use myself as a perfect example because that's how I felt. And like I said, I've, I've lived through a really exciting year, a transformative year, where I stopped getting in my own way and got out of my way and started to just act on things that felt important to me. And so I was one of those people that didn't serve for many years because of the logistics. I just would say, I'd love to do it. But then when you start putting all the, you know, A, Bs and Cs together, you're like, it's too hard. So I wanted to create not only this opportunity for the patients to be served and not only an opportunity for myself to be able to have that incredible fulfilling feeling of helping these people, but also to set the stage for others to be able to just step in and serve like, hey, I took away all the barriers. Come in, do your thing. You'll feel amazing and you'll help a lot of people. And so I'm hoping to use that as sort of a, a model for others to follow and just say, all I need is one person to get out of their own way and you can set the stage for all of this beautiful service. And so that's really what I'm looking at doing here in the US. That's kind of my local and national dream. And um, this really all just occurred within the last eight months. It wasn't that difficult to do. It wasn't like brain you know, surgery to set this up. It just took initiative and sort of a vision of what I wanted it to look like. And so I'm very, very proud of that, Donnie. That's probably one of the things that really? I, I I pinched myself about that I was able to accomplish in this calendar year. Um, so it's been beautiful. I love, I love, I love that, man. That is, that is so cool, so powerful. You should absolutely be proud of that. The, um, when you said something that's key, and like my ears kind of poked up, you said transformative year. And Dr. Bett, 
a lot of us, we, we get to the precipice of, of deciding something and we just turn back. And for whatever reason, maybe it's because it seems too difficult or maybe we're too comfortable or maybe there's, there's so many different reasons, but you stepped over the line. Yeah. And um, I really want to know, like, I, I'm really curious. And of course, like you know, my profession is, is a coach and I'm constantly getting people to step over the line and I move the line. I always love to hear the stories. I mean, can you take me into the place of, of how that happened for you, that year of transformation, what got you to step over the line and, and um, like this, this beautiful thing is birthed in the process. It's been a journey. I mean, so I was, I was really in a position where I was starting to feel burnt out. You know, <clears throat> I tell the story that I, when you have to Google the symptoms of burnout, you're there, right? You're already there. <laughs> and fortunately I've, you know, had this one amazing friend from childhood who sort of recognized, you know, sort of confided in him how I was feeling he had been through some emotional intelligence training, some emotional intelligence leadership training that had really helped him sort of get over and heal, um, start to push forward in his business. And he just knew, he said, Brett, this is for you. You got to do this. And so I had the incredible opportunity to do emotional intelligence training. It changed me, Donnie, because I would say that before that training, I lived my life in fear. Now that takes on a lot of forms, you know, I had accomplished a lot, I had done a lot, but in general, my main compass was based on fear and avoiding bad things, you know, avoiding things that were scary or dangerous or harmful. And even if in my heart, maybe I felt like some of those risks were worth taking, I would never do that. And that also came down to what I started with, with being a private person and the fear of being seen even though I felt confident in myself and I liked the person that I was, I think what it comes down to is, does the emotional intelligence, Donnie, allow me to heal? It allowed me to sort of kind of take away all these scars and band-aids that I had wrapped myself in from different hurts over my life and sort of emerge like, oh, this is who I really am. And not only that, life is really, really short. It's not guaranteed. And I want to leave my mark. I want to do something to leave an impact on the world, to leave a legacy for my kids. But mostly, the one thing I really want to do is help other people. That's what's important to me. Making money is not important to me, right? Now, having the ability to support my family so that they can be live like, of course, and that's really the goal. That always was. But like, if I woke up tomorrow and I financially had every resource I needed for my family to know that they were going to be okay, my life would really flow back to purpose. And you know, my life is purposeful with what I do to earn my living, to educate others, to treat them. But there's, at the same time, I feel that a necessity to do that for pay. And whereas I might like to make it a little more of a different type of a piece of the pie that would go toward just the greater good and helping others. And not only that, Diane, but inspiring others to help others. So, you know, I think that that's, that's something important too. So take me here. So I'm like, I'm hearing you like tell me a lot of the things that are important to you. Were you already aware of those things, um, even though you weren't stepping into them? Yeah, so my, in my life plan, I always felt I need to grind it out. I need to amass and earn you know, enough wealth that I could then help people. Like envisioning being an older man later in life, volunteering and doing this and doing that. And as I learned, it's a very common way to view you know, service in your life. But I learned very quickly that I had absolutely reversed the two, <laughs> that it doesn't work that way, that I, I was doing it the opposite. It's really about helping people right now. 
however you can. And the rest of it will work itself out. Mind blown. I never, never knew that. And I heard that one time and that was all I needed to hear. And I went for it. Okay. That is this. And this is for someone that's listening right now. What you just now released is powerful, powerful because Again, remember the narrative that I talked about that we have to challenge. That's one of those narratives that, that we, we are fed mm-hmm. and we carry, and I don't know if it's just like leftovers from like, you know, the industrial revolution and in working at companies for 50 years. And so you would stay committed and like, it, it may, or maybe it worked for a time. But the reality is this guys, we, if we know who we are, we know who we are supposed to be, we can live that today, or at least a version yes. of that today stop waiting until retirement it may never come the 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 it's like chasing the horizon right especially in 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 we substitute money or we substitute business growth we substitute these different things and the reality is 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 we're waiting for that somewhere over the rainbow but brett you just now showed us that, that we're here we're now like this is the time this is the time to do it okay so you decided that okay this is the time I know that there were, obviously there were some, some roadblocks, there were some obstacles that had kept you from this before. Yeah. Some of those were mental, some of those were physical. Strategically, then how did you take this ball of this and then apply it to, to begin to remove that for yourself as well as other people? How much effort, energy, and what strategies did so, so, you know, Donnie, it's like, I used to be like an all or none type of thinker, you know, so it's either that you have to get to your later years and become a full service. But now I look at it as just living your vision, whether you live it for an hour or a full day, you know, I, I can give an example. If I go to the clinic and I treat patients and they are so grateful, I've lived my vision for say three or four hours. Or when I had an opportunity to go lecture to dental students in Jamaica at the dental school as part of my dental mission, I live my vision for a day. But the reality is, is that I sort of allowed the universe to guide me. And I know that sounds really hokey if you're not into transformation and everything else. But um, I had, in my emotional intelligence training, made a declaration. So I made a declaration myself that, you know what? I've always wanted to serve on an international dental mission. Always. Just never did. Too afraid. Whatever. For a million different reasons. And so I declared, I will serve on an international dental mission. And wouldn't you know that after being in this training for three days... I got on the, on the plane the next morning, really hadn't been on my phone at all, and I click onto Twitter, which I'm not on all that much, and what do I see is an ad on Twitter saying, we've extended the deadline for our Jamaica mission. We're looking for mentor and Adonis to come on this dental mission. Deadline extended to that day, <laughs> that very day. Come on. So I come on. I come on from this, you know, incredible experience. And of course, when you come on from a transformational type of training, you reacclimate to your spouse and they're like, um, I'm sorry, who are you? <laughs> and on top of that, I, I put it on my wife that I want to serve on this dental mission. She's like, great, we can talk about it. And I'm like, well, I have to apply by today. So to answer your question, the implementation of the strategy came a from allowing the desire to come out and really become something that felt actionable. And number two, of course, Donnie, the most important thing, having incredible support from your circle. And my wife, she looked at the situation, she took it all in and she said, if this is what you want to do, go for it. I applied, I was accepted. And this started an incredible cascade of believing that this was what I was supposed to be doing. Otherwise, how could you explain the circumstances of that happening in the very moment after I declared 
that that was what I wanted to do. So this was my first example of truly manifesting something. And it was very powerful for me to sort of give me encouragement and empowerment to keep doing it in different forms. Man, Dr. Brett, I, I love just what you, what you share there. I think it's so, like it's, it's so you, there's no, no one can take that away from you. The reality that I see, and this is again, for people listening, you may or may not live in, uh, in this reality. And that's okay. I'm just sharing with you what I've seen. And I've seen it over and over again in my life and in the lives of others. Is that when you are on mission, when you're on purpose, when you are on, you're moving towards your vision. You're not just moving towards your vision. Your vision is moving towards you. Wow. Right? There, there's, there's, there, there, heaven and earth are moving things, right, to, to make a way for, oh, this guy knows where he's going. He's, this, is, this is good. Right. It's like lightning doesn't just come from heaven. If you look at it in slow motion, it also comes from like, so there, there's, there's a joining. And when you are doing your little part, I think, you know, heaven and earth are going to work for you as well. That is so, that is so powerful. I love wow. it. Thanks, man. Yeah. It's been, it's been incredible because I'm 44 years old. So, you know, I've been doing what I'm doing. I've had, you know, been living a great life for a long time but I did always sort of feel something inside of me that I didn't know what to do with it, Call it ambition, call it uh, energy. And it sort of drove me a little bit crazy. Like what am I, what, what aren't I doing that I'm supposed to be doing? Mm. And now I really feel like this is an expression of what was inside of me all along. I just was a little too afraid to go for it. Honestly. That's, that's so good. So, and, and the interesting thing is by the way, like, so you were, you went to, uh, an emotional intelligence conference. You were around people. You were surrounded by people, and it's interesting. I'm I'm kind of connecting that back to um, to social media. By the way, I think Instagram is phenomenal. It's a great place for you to surround your people with a common voice, a common vision, a common mission, a common belief. Um, we've heard forever from you know, people before social media that you are the sum or the average of the top five people you hang out with the most. Right? We've all heard that. But it's like, this is like a way where we can literally open the doors for those voices. And it almost, it, it eggs us on and encourages us, gives us that little extra to throw our heart over the bar. It's like, are you, would you, would you credit your decision to maybe having, I don't know if it's you know, combined energy, whatever, like just people who are also leaning in that direction or like. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's a big part of it. You know, as they call it your tribe. Right. And I would say that, um, fortunate to have had so many childhood friends that I had been friends with my whole life. Um, but once I got into this frame of mind and mode of thinking, I started to really be open to starting new relationships. And man, Instagram is very, very powerful. So um, after my trainings, and it was a two-part trainings, and I, I really had this idea that I wanted to share my colleagues with the rest of the world because mm -hmm. they're so brilliant. And quite honestly, there was a movie that was released a documentary that was all total BS, not founded on any science that really came down saying root canals were unsafe and caused diseases. And they came right at us. I mean, this is, there's been some naysayers out there for based on, you know, theories that were developed in the 1930s. And I'll tell you what, Donnie, I got really fired up about that. Mm -hmm. So my purpose then felt like, how can I help to defend this specialty, this study, this art that I'm so committed to and believe in and understand the science behind it, the safety behind it. So I said, you know what? 
I'm gonna invite colleagues from around the world on for a quick three question interview series. I'm gonna ask them each the same three questions and I'm gonna go global. And I started to do that and amazingly, I started to make all these friends, you know, different colleagues that were just so incredible to interview. And the idea was that there was all this um, misinformation out there, but none of the information that was real was coming out of the endodontist mouths. We right. weren't able to, how can you, well, social media, baby, you know, live interviews, just getting these people, these brilliant people to talk about what they love, how passionate they are. So that really started it. And then, you know, getting into the coaching and personal growth and development field. You know, I started to make some friends. I've been working with a coach through this process, which has really helped to sort of put it on, on blast. You know what I mean? Like just continuing, like once I got the, the nudge, like I had to break through a lot of stuff to like get going and keep it running and believe that anything that I dreamed I could do could happen and I could manifest it. So I started to reach out to people on Instagram because I had reached out to my colleagues. I started to reach out to all different kinds of people and I've made a lot of friends from it and really formed a really cool and special tribe. That's, <laughs> that is so cool. I wanna, I wanna um, change it a little bit and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give an explanation because uh, I think I'm a, uh, maybe a little bit um, coming from a different school in some of this, but I, I believe Dr. Brett, we all have a song to sing. Like there's, and, and by song to sing, uh, there is a message inside of all of us. And that message is something that needs to be released. And I think that's for a specific group of people, or maybe it's for everyone, just depends on, on who you are. And so you mentioned earlier that there, there are multiple, we'll just call them stages. So it can be social media. It can be a physical, you know, like a physical literal stage. It can be in the office, you know, in, in, the, in the chair. It can be these different places. And so I want to just ask you to take a whack at this. Maybe, maybe it's something you've already thought through, but if you were to say that there was a song of your life that you would like expressed, a message, what's, what's the message of Dr. Brett's life? Yeah, so I think my message would be, you know, let go of hurt feelings. Let, let hurt feelings dissolve because they get in the way of your relationships. And just basically living life with the idea, the intention, just the, the focus of giving love and receiving it. Yeah. And sometimes we're way better at giving it than receiving it. So for me, getting rid of my hurt feelings, getting rid of my resentments, and I always loved my circle. I mean, my wife, I adore, she's my soulmate, my, my beautiful children, my friends, but really feeling a love for all humans, mm. you know, and really like having that understanding that no matter what, color, size, shape, religion, anything, that that human soul is there and we're all so special. And I genuinely had developed what was probably already there, but more guarded is just that basically, I don't care who you are, I'll love you. And maybe that's all you need to start to love yourself and others. And so, yeah, my message is just love, be love, you know, give love, receive love and let go of the hurt because that's really, I think what causes so much rift in families and businesses and politics. Just let go of the hurt feelings and just let's mm. just love each other. Is that like as, as uh, kumbaya as it can get or what? Come on, man. <laughs> like it's just, you know, the hippie message. No, I mean, right? you know, the, the reality is, is that uh, there's, there's no greater force, right, in the universe than love. And if you like it to me the opposite of that is is fear what you were talking about earlier 
And almost the journey you were describing, it's like there had to come a point to where you had to love yourself and trust yourself. And as a result of that, you're able to release that to others. And um, no, like I can't even tell you how much that coincides with the things that not only I, I share, but you know, th that I live, that's a, it's a big thing actually. Oh, well, vision boards over there, but that's a, that's a big part of it. <clears throat> that's awesome. So, so talk to me about the stages. Um, and, and by stages, I mean like places to be able to, um, to, to get that out because it is important to not just be locked in a cave with, with this message, right? It is important to, uh, to not like the, the, the smallest cave is right here, right? The six inches that, the cover of the gray matter, right? But when, when something is locked away and not exposed, it's not manifest, people aren't going to see it. And, 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 and that can happen one-on-one, -on -one. obviously that the ideas that come out and it's one-on-one and groups. And, and talk to me about the power of the stage and just being able to influence people and, uh, and help be a catalyst for change uh, in, that, in that part. Yeah, so I find myself in a, in a really powerful position because as doctors, we are communicating, we are sharing with people, we're, we're, we're doing procedures, but we're, we're really like a point person for, you know, the, the most, the, the doctor you see the most often is your dentist. So with my, so I've developed some different educational platforms. Obviously I can go into a big lecture hall and the bigger the room, the more people, the better. That's how I like it. But I wanted to create an accessible way to educate dentists online. So I developed an online education platform, but Donnie, it's not just the endodontics, the root canal instruction. It's also a personal growth and development. And so what I found is that this type of training, emotional intelligence training was so powerful for me as a doctor because doctors are such givers. You know, I would give, 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 and take nothing for myself, give nothing to myself. And a lot of times beat myself up that I didn't do good enough. And that was something that when I got into these trainings and started to really focus on personal growth and development, I realized that if I could sort of absorb this, if I could learn this, if I could practice this, then what's the ripple effect of what I'm gonna be able to give energetically to my patients? And then they will be able to give to their workmates or their family or their friends. And so now you start thinking of all the dentists around the world that have this beginning of a ripple that can extend out into their communities. Yes. I find that this is really my stage is through educating dentists and being able to sort of start to introduce them to these concepts, start to get them to practice them, inspire them that it's worth it because it's not like I'm coming out of the gates from school and being like, Hey, but like, I've been at this a long time. I was living with the same thoughts and feelings that most people have. I just somehow found my way to break through all that. And now I find myself in a great position thinking of ripple effects. And I think of like dropping that pebble in the lake and seeing it. And I start thinking about that from each individual doctor that I may reach throughout the world. Powerful. That, that's, that's my focus. That's what I want to continue to do is reach as many as I can so that they can reach as many as they can and see where it goes. I love it. I mean, and here's the thing, right? Reality is, is that, you know, the, the message of love, compassion, serving, you know, emotional intelligence. It's not just for dentists or endodontists, right? This is, this is for, this is for everyone, but the group where you can get audience with the people who you can, you can click with because you understand their world. Like that's, that's the place, that's your point of access in, in terms of that. And obviously being able to, to serve them by, by equipping and challenging them to take that next step. Um, like that's how we all should look. 
the, the reality is, is that we all have a tribe wherever we're at. And most of us, unless you're in solitary confinement somewhere, <laughs> you're probably not hearing this. But we all, there, there's, there's one or two people around us. And the reality is, is that, that we are, we're, we're made to be, I've stopped saying the word, you know, like uh, agents of change. I think change is sometimes is needed, but we're made to at least impact. So if someone's going in the right direction, I don't need to change that direction. I just need to impact, maybe help them to, to, to move a little bit faster, smoother, happier, whatever. And, okay. um, but being, being that agent of impact where you're at, I, I love, um, I love that. But we are gonna, we're gonna wrap it up here, friend. And I'm, I'm gonna let you, um, there, there's a group of people, and I can't even tell you how many people I've spoken to who are like this. Um, people who are looking at the line. People who are looking, and, and that line is something where they know from inside. There's, maybe it's not clearly defined, but they know they wanna step over, they wanna serve, um, maybe they wanna go on a mission trip, but they haven't, they haven't totally taken the action to, to totally clarify exactly what that, what that would be. I want you to talk to the guy, to the gal, who's standing at the line and who's maybe thinking about going back into the figurative house as opposed to coming out and, and exploring and seeing something new. Um, can, can you do that for us? Yeah. So you're looking at the line, you know that there's a draw toward what you're looking to do and you know that it's purposeful and you know that in your heart it will fulfill you, but yet you rely back on comfort because it's safer because that's what you know. And in a lot of ways, you might not even believe that you're good enough to do it or worthy enough to do it, that you don't necessarily think that your impact will really have that ripple effect that I'm talking about. And the answer is that you're wrong. You are worthy enough. You are powerful enough. Your impact will be felt. And the people who you will impact need you to step across that line. They are waiting for you to step across that line. So going back in the house, stepping away from the line, that's you being scared. And that is a beautiful thing because that's how we protect ourselves. But are you protecting the people waiting for you to cross the line by waiting and not doing it? And then ultimately in your last moments, when you're laying, waiting to pass on, will you regret stepping across that line or will you regret going back in that house? And from what most people tell you, elderly people, people that have lived a life, they will tell you, it's the things you, the things you didn't do that you regret, not the things you did do. So talk, get the support you need for people to support you to do what you need to do and step across that line and not just step Donnie, jump across that line, go for it have the impact you're meant to have because the people that you're going to help are waiting for you to do it. And maybe you're the only one that can help them. That's the way I like to look at it from a lot of collective reading and listening. Um, think about the people down the line that are waiting for your help. Mm. And it all starts with taking a step across that line. Come on, brother. <laughs> Dr. Brett, thank you, my man, for bringing the thunder today. And um, I, I hear you loud and clear. I've taken... One, two, I've six pages of notes here. And awesome. So I love it. Very, like you guys listen, hey, quote it, give him credit <laughs> for these things. Dr. Brett, how can, how can someone connect with you if, uh, if something that you said really resonated with them? Where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me. I have a, a personal brand website, which is www.drbrettgilbert.com. Um, I love Instagram. I'm all over Instagram. That's at Dr. Brett Gilbert. Same with Facebook, at Dr. Brett Gilbert, Twitter, at, at Dr. Brett Gilbert. So any of those places would be great. Please reach out to me. Donnie, want to acknowledge you for creating this space 
for someone like me to be able to share what I'm living, um, recognizing how important it is for us to put our purpose in priority. Because unfortunately, I was one of those people where my purpose sort of was a back burner to what I thought was important. Hmm. And now that I've gotten my priorities correct, I can see that my life is so much richer, more colorful, yes. and I have a bigger impact. Yes, you, you are awake, my friend. And yes. uh, <laughs> thank, thank you for sharing that. That is, that is something that should fire anyone and everyone up. And uh, man, what you do, you're giving others permission to do. So thanks for being that guy. Thank you, Diane. It's been a real pleasure. Thanks, everyone. Please reach out if you have any questions or need some encouragement to step across that line. I'll be ready with a pep talk in my back pocket for you anytime. <laughs> I love it. <laughs>